The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Always happy to have you along with us. My buddy Eric Ryder, our producer, is at the board, and today we're going to talk about an adventure that is unique, and it's one I admit that I have yet to experience. I am jealous of those who have so much to say about escape rooms, sometimes known as escape games. The whole idea of being in a place where you got to use your brains, you got to use your intuition, you got to use teamwork in order to get out of the place where you are. You go in in order to escape. It's a fascinating concept, and we are going to talk about just about the best go-to experts on the subject, and I'm talking about the return of the Medeas. They have so much they can talk about, what lives they live. Incredible. And today, we're going to talk to them about escape rooms. Joey Medea, when he is not investigating or writing about strange phenomena, is in high demand as a screenwriter, audio dramatist, playwright, novelist, actor, director, and escape room designer. His wife, the lovely Tanya Medea, is an author, teacher, and therapist who believes in the importance of cultivating and trusting your intuition. That would come in handy in some of the places right around where I live. I was amazed to discover in prepping for this show. I live in Sarasota, Florida. Not to be confused with Miami. I mean, we're a medium and growing size city here, but we're not Miami. We're not Orlando. And yet, a stone's throw from where I live, I discovered that there are four escape room experiences. And I thought, wow, you can't call this a fad anymore. Back in the 2010s, it really became popular. And now the escape room adventure has a mystique all its own. And yet, no two of them are exactly alike. We're going to talk with Joey and with Tanya. The Medeas are with us again as we get into what it is to build a great escape room. And Joey is a designer of them, of note, as a matter of fact, always a project going on with him. And what excites he and Tanya about it? What might excite you if you plan a vacation around the idea of making the great escape? This is American Road Trip Talk. We will be back with the interview right after these messages. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and Alert Drops will stop it. Kids studying in college, drinking too much caffeine, overloading on these energy drinks, they end up in the hospital. Alert Drops will stop it. What is Alert Drops? Alert Drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water, co-created with my uncle, Dr. Henry Heimlich, creator of the Heimlich Maneuver, who said, Anson, alert drives will save more lives than the maneuver. Whether you are driving, whether you are studying, whether you're just a tired mom, whenever you need to be alert, get alert drops. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. It's scientifically proven. It's doctor approved. Again, it's natural. It's been honored by the United States Congress. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. Yes, we have the Medeas with us. And this time we're going inside in order to find our way back out again. Joey and Tanya Medea, welcome back. Good afternoon, Gary. So happy to be here. Yes, we are. 
this is one of those topics I knew I would get to, and I knew that I would be talking to the two of you. What a passion the two of you have. Joey, you design them, and Tanya has an aficionados. I don't know if there's a, a feminine would be aficionada. I'll have to look that up. But you have <laughs> an enthusiast passion as well for the experience of the escape room, the escape game. And with all of the variety and even going worldwide, it's extraordinary how this went from fad status to something that is permanently embedded, I believe, in our pop culture as something different you could do when you go wherever you choose to be. And here you are, Joey, a man who designs them. I've never met an escape room designer before. Please tell us what got you going in this direction? What drives your passion for escape rooms? Right. Um, so it was really the vision of the first man who ever hired me, who had an entertainment and education touring company on the Crystal Coast in North Carolina. We were on, I think, last year talking about all the great things to do there. And he approached me primarily as a storyteller. And that is the trend of where escape rooms are going now. So basically, for me, who have written novels, have written screenplays, have written audio dramas, almost any art form, musicals I've written in, this was a 3D space to write in, almost like a form of immersive theater. And that's really where my passion grew out of. This idea of immersive theater, and you've got to use your noggin and your intuition as well. Tanya Medea, what gets you so fired up about going into an escape room where the main objective is to get out of there, but there are mysteries to be solved? How does that work for you? Well, I love games. I love solving puzzles. And I love doing things with friends and family, uh, particularly when there's like an element of teamwork involved. And that's definitely the case with escape rooms. You all have to work together. And then there's the really fun element of trying to race and beat the clock. So that's what makes them so fun for me. I can see where it would be. Uh, challenging to the point where I start to get turned on to the idea when I watch sitcoms, for example. Have you noticed? I think many of our listeners have. You can watch a show. I saw one that was pretty funny, an episode of Two Bro Girls, for example, and they wound up in this escape room and there was supposed to be teamwork. Well, there's teamwork and there's then there's teamwork, and it was a pretty funny situation. And then there was one on a show, the name of which I cannot pronounce this title. It starts with Kevin, and there was a funny episode. It's actually a comedy within a drama and a drama within a comedy. Extraordinary TV going on right now on AMC. And there was an escape room, which was really kind of a con run by the husband, Kevin. And, of course, he was undone for his duplicity. When you create these sorts of adventures, now you've built four, and I strongly suspect that more are on the way, Joey. What is it that you are looking to do when you've got a, a central idea and somebody is saying, Joey, we want you to design this in such a way as to accomplish what? What is it that drives your engineering, if that's the proper word, in putting something on paper and then making it real? Right. So we've come a long way since 2004, where the original escape rooms originated in Japan um, on the computer as a point and click. And then uh, 2007, they went live. And really, the first iteration was something that I would have been as a storyteller, as a screenwriter, as a dramatist, would have been less interested in. And that was escape the room. So literally, that was the idea. You needed to find the passcode. You needed to find the key within 60 minutes 
candidates to literally get out. Now, I will, and Tanya can talk more about this. We did play one where we unlock that door with two seconds to spare. And there was this huge adrenaline rush. (laughs) And, you know, people compete for time. But there's also an adage that says, well, you've paid. So if you got within two seconds of your time limit, you've really gotten your money's worth, right? So, but now we're in something called 2.0 and it's immersive. So it's very much where theater and screenplay meets um, the escape room idea. So, So I get a lot of my work. I consulted last year for a digital game for one of the top five automakers because of an NDA. I can't say the name. But um, because of these articles that I wrote saying, hey, thriller writers, screenplay writers, you should be writing um, escape rooms. So to answer your question really pointedly, Gary, the idea is to link the narrative with the puzzles so that it isn't just a bunch of games that you're trying to solve puzzles to try to get out of a room, but you're fully immersed in a high stakes game. And what I try to do is... It's time dependent on that hour. So if it's a bomb, you got a clock that's ticking down 60 minutes before the bomb explodes. Now you got a lot of excitement, a lot of adrenaline, and the stakes are very high, like what we do in storytelling. You know, you have put me in mind of an old board game that generated its own excitement, nothing like what we're talking about here, but one thing leads to another, perhaps. Tanya, do you remember playing the old game Clue? Yeah, I thought I thought that was probably the game you were you were talking about. I yes. love Clue. In fact, we just played Clue not very long, and we still love Clue, and play it. Yes, and it is that you know uh, deductive reasoning that comes into play that I think makes them so fun. And for people who tend to be less deductive and more intuitive, it's nice if you can blend them. Mm-hmm. But when you you bring your powerful intuition into an experience like that, don't you have a burst of confidence going into that room like this room can't beat me? Well, I, I never feel particularly confident going in, but I always feel great, uh, like I said, when I'm with friends or family. And I, what I love about it, too, is you get to see uh, everybody's special skill set, everybody's special gifts come out. So you may have someone who is excellent at deductive reasoning, someone who's really great with like solving word puzzles, another person who's excellent with numbers, someone who has great intuition, uh, you know, someone who's great with communication. And it all comes together. Um, And if you're working well together, it just makes it that much more fun. I can well imagine. And to have the different skill sets, yes, that is essential. Joey, before we get into specific escape room experiences, because it seems to me there's a panoply of these to which people can go. You could plan a vacation around them. You really could. It'd be quite the sojourn. But in terms of, of what you how you style an experience. I understand that cooperation is going to be necessary most of the time if you're going to get out, if you're going to beat the clock. What about situations that have been built into the escape room experience that rely more on competition rather than cooperation? Right. It's it's interesting. It's a fine line. When I consulted for the luxury automaker and when we've built our escape rooms around the world, um, and it's nice for me to be able to say that, but I do have one in Scotland, which is wonderful. Um, 
Competition is is an interesting thing um, because corporations now are using all of this to trade. So we really want to exchange cooperation for communication. So your typical escape room is designed for between six to eight people. And here's a little tip for listeners who want to up their game and beat more escape rooms. Split your team into these searchers, organizers, and communicators. So that's what Tanya was talking about. Everybody has a special skill set. And Gary, I think we were talking last week when you were setting this up with us, the show Shit's Creek, um, they played in the escape room. And it turned out the girl who's Alexa, who was sort of the bubblehead, uneducated one, turned out to have a super knack for escape rooms. So it's wonderful to watch on the monitor and see the shy person or the person who maybe doesn't play well with others all of a sudden really have their knack. We played a game. One of our sons is very unassuming and he really took charge. Like he was the organizer and that was the game that we beat with two seconds to go. So to me, it's really about the competition. Gary is solving the problem and getting out of the room rather than competition amongst players. And that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. It it is the beauty of it. I would like to have that kind of experience. I just haven't to this point, but it is exciting to contemplate, particularly when we talk about the themes. And now over the balance of this episode, I'd like to get more into this so people have that picture of where they might be going. If I were in the Carolinas, for example, Joey and Tanya, I might want to go someplace where there's an old port city and they're going to take me on a pirate's adventure. Why don't we start there? Okay, well, Gary, I can fit that bill because um, there's a game called Blackbeard's Quest, The Last Days of Charles Vane, and that's at Port City Tour Company, Beaufort Escape Rooms, which is in the Crystal Coast, and um, that is a pirate-themed game that I co-designed with the owner, Jonathan Edwards. And uh, the game's been going on for about two years. I think it has about an 80% success rate. So we can talk a little bit about uh, success rates because it's really important when you're choosing your rooms, especially when you're first beginning. Um, And it's very historical. It has a little bit of the paranormal. It has um, multimedia. The poster that you posted advertising this, uh, that's a good friend of mine, Eric Vassbinder, who does Blackbeard for all my uh, my, um, pirate programs. And uh, there's an uh, audio-visual piece that's a real payoff because you always want payoffs. That's another big deal. When you're looking for rooms, look for rooms with big wow moments in the third act. Um, So that's a great place to start in the Carolinas. Beaufort Escape Rooms at Port City Tour Company in Beaufort, North Carolina. And not too far away from where I live. But as I say, there are people who would plan vacations around this. For example, and I'm not sure whether this one is open or not yet. You'll tell me, Joey. But what if you're there in the North Carolina region, you want to go there, have that experience, you enjoy the heck out of it. And you figure, where else can I go? Hmm, How about if I went to West Virginia? Maybe I want to go around the time of the Mothman Festival. There's an experience to be had there or soon will be. Right. 
Um, just post the Mothman Festival because the Mothman Festival, first of all, is a huge undertaking. It draws tens of thousands of people. So the staff at the Mothman Museum, Jeff Walmsley and team, are very, very busy now with that. And we all want to get this escape room absolutely perfect. Um, and just logistically, it would be possible impossible to have it open so it's going to be open in the fall it's called mothman 66 and uh, again i designed all the puzzles for this one and i designed the narrative not only is it high tech but it's very historical so we've been on this this program talking about point pleasant and the mothman uh, we are really honoring the history of the witnesses of the investigators of the town itself because as you know gary in 67 it culminated with the collapse of the silver bridge 46 people lost their lives which is a very serious, you know, it's a very, very serious thing. But that game is going to be incredibly, incredibly fun. The wow moment, if you make it to the third act of that, I would put it up against any escape room in the world. I mean, it's going to be amazing. Those are some mighty big words. And somehow I think that you can make them a reality. When you do, Joey and Tanya, you will be there well-versed as you are in these experiences You'll be able to talk about something special, not unlike some of the places I'm about to name because I just did a little bit of research. I wanted to know, is there a top 10? And I found, at least according to uh, one survey, top 10 winners in the category best escape room are as follows. Number one, and if you haven't heard of these, that's cool. Bring in the ones that you do know about. <laughs> We're trying to get people turned on the idea of, of actually having the experience. But for example, and this is how far flung it is here in America. The number one, the winner was in Chambered in Sacramento, California. There's another one finished number two, Decode Detroit, which is actually in Ann Arbor, Michigan, home of the University of Michigan. Boxaroo in Boston. And I don't know what that means. Boxaroo, they're in Boston. 60 to Escape is in Chicago. These big cities, you'd expect to see them there, but also New Orleans, certainly big in its own right, but they would have their own flavor. Clue Carré, it's called. In Albuquerque, New Mexico Escape Room. You go out to San Diego, Quicksand Escape Games. That sounds scary. Strange Bird Immersive. What a name. Strange Bird Immersive in Houston. There is 60 out in Los Angeles. And in Kissimmee, Florida, another Florida location for this, Doldrick's Escape Room. These they're pretty much proliferating at this point, Joey and Tanya. There's 2,000 of them right now, Gary, and they're growing all the time. You know what I love? My top 10 list from my research, the only one that we had overlap was 60 out in Los Angeles. Um, and of course, they're spending $140,000 per room to design their games. So um, what makes a great escape room for people is very broad-based because you're getting into genre. Um, you know, do you like a horror thing? If you do, then you might like the official Saw escape room in Las Vegas based on the movie. Or if you like archaeology or you like sci-fi or you like, uh, I have to give a shout out to my friends also in Las Vegas, um, Lost Games. And they have a fortune teller one, which Tanya is a psychic medium, um, you know, is more up her alley. So I just love that your list was a little different than my list. I think that's wonderful. 
And uh, the people that took the survey picked initially 20 nominees, and then the top 10 mm -hmm. winners were determined by popular vote. This was back in 2019. There, uh, when I think about the different experiences you can have, I think about the golden age of piracy. That, that turns me on. The first ride I go to when I'm at Disneyland or Disney World, I want to get on Pirates of the Caribbean. Every time, that's a ritual of mine, a tradition. So that would be a great experience. But maybe there are those who are very much into space travel. They want to read about astronauts. They want even about UFOs. And maybe there's one where the idea is to get out of a space capsule. You have to be rescued in some way. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at my list here to see what fills the bill. I'll I'll give you I'll give you some names here. There's the ruins. If you're into archaeology, that's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, there's Lab Rat. So you have the whole science and mad doctor kind of thing. That's escape uh, hatch escapes in Los, Los Angeles, California. Gary, in, in your neck of the woods, there's exit games in Clearwater, Florida. Here. Listen to this title. Captain Spoopy Bones and the Magnificent Quest for Some Other Pirates Treasure. So they get very <laughs> fantastical and whimsical. Or Moonshine Hill Hoot Nanny. Um, that's in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. So um, so there's uh, Bullets and Broken Dreams, which is in Brooklyn, New York. And that that may be like a noir kind of, uh, you know, I've written murder mysteries in the film noir genre with the old gumshoe. There really, really is something for everybody, every major city, and more and more medium to small-sized towns. It's wonderful to contemplate all of this, and it makes me think that if you sat down and got methodical about it, you could plan a vacation that became an adventure in every sense of the word. So if you, from what I'm hearing you say, Joey and Tanya, there's a lot going on in the Carolinas. If you want to go it make that your epicenter, you're pretty much off to a good start. Oh, absolutely. There's a Starlight Motel, which is in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, so you, yes, you could definitely do that. Uh, Florida, North Carolina. I haven't found any in Georgia, but gosh darn, I know they're there. They Atlanta must be full of them and Savannah and Savannah, places like that. Probably, yeah. I would think that some enterprising soul might figure out a way, maybe they've done it already, where they come up with escape room experiences connected in some way to a ghost tour. You know how huge they are from coast to coast. Absolutely. Actually, Port City uh, Tour Company in Beaufort has both. So they have the escape rooms. And then uh, if you're still looking for something to do after that, you can go on a historic ghost walk of Beaufort. I think about that. I think about uh, New England. Every region has something with all of that local history. If it shows up in an escape room, that becomes an immersive experience by definition, I would think. Yes, absolutely. So so not only are we using actors or audio visual to do that, but that was the mandate when, um, well, really all of the escape rooms that I'm doing now. So that's my chosen niche because I do so much historical education and fiction is to tie the escape room to the history of the larger area. So one of the other ones that we did in Beaufort, uh, Gary, I don't know if you know this, but over 350 uh, ships, mostly oil tankers, were sunk off the coast of North Carolina in the early years of World War II by German U-boats. I did not know that. I found it fascinating when I moved there. So I've learned 
to like seek out the history when Tanya and I go someplace else. And as you know, we're very nomadic. We move all the time. We travel even more. And the first thing that I want to do is I want to find the history of the place because these are stories in the making. They had blackouts. Um, they would anybody with a German accent was not to be trusted. It was very, very difficult. There were car accidents because people would drive without their lights on because they didn't want to act as like a beacon to U-boats. That's how close they were to the shore. Well, that makes for a great escape room game. Um, and that's what we did. It's a very exciting concept, bottom line. And there's so much variety. I think that's the glory of it, that you can have all of these different adventures. And there's going to be sometimes stark differences. Sometimes it's more nuanced than that. But every experience becomes unique for that reason. And also because you keep meeting different people, fellow enthusiasts. I just love this. You've got me turned on to the whole idea of escape rooms, escape games. Joey and Tanya Medea, thank you so much for joining us. You're always on an adventure somewhere, and we always look forward to catching up with the two of you whenever we can. Thank you so Thanks, much, Gary. A pleasure as always. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into American Road Trip Talk. Along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine, we remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American road. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please, get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure.